0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brownie Points. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. And this is the podcast where a guy with a film degree
1: and a guy who knows how to work a DVD player
0: talk to you about movies.
1: This week, we head back to 2000 to learn why drugs are not cool in Requiem for a Dream.
0: All of that on this episode of Brownie Points. Welcome to our second review of the week. It is a trip in the time machine. Nick, let the listeners know where we took the time machine to. We
1: We took the time machine back to 2000. We went and visited Ma! Hey, Ma! Um, (laughs) uh, We went and saw Darren Aronofsky's film Requiem for a Dream. A lovely movie that will definitely lift your spirits. And make you uh, totally feel happy. I'm just kidding. It's going to make you never want to do drugs or alcohol. (laughs) Nice touch.
0: (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) But yes, uh, that is our second film, Requiem for a Dream. Like Nick said, it is from director Darren Aronofsky. And it is written by Darren Aronofsky and Hubert Shelby Jr., Based upon the novel of the same name written by Herbert Shelby Jr. Darren Aronofsky. (laughs) Uh, Based upon the novel written by Herbert Shelby Jr., uh, they co-wrote this film together. Uh, The film itself stars Ellen Burstyn, Jared Leto, Jennifer Connelly, and Marlon Wayans. Yes, one of the Wayan brothers in this dark, 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 dark movie. Uh, (laughs) Uh... I guess I'll open the floor to you. I mean, I, I should, you picked this movie for the time machine. Um, so Nick, this isn't your first time watching it, right? Uh, so this us, might,
1: this might be like my third or fourth. I, I own it. I've not watched it a ton. I actually didn't watch it until, uh, college. This was one of the first Blu-rays I ever bought. Uh, I went on a big Blu-ray purchasing binge, uh, my freshman year and sophomore year of college. Um, I love the movie. I give it sprinkles. I think it's fantastic. It's incredibly difficult to sit through. Um, It will... It is more effective than any anti-drug PSA that any school or religious organization or government has ever made. Um, And I frankly am terrified of refrigerators.
0: (laughs) Nice. Uh, For me... I've i said on mic before that I've watched it before, and I know that I, like you, I got the Blu-ray back in uh, high school, if not, like, early college. Um, I can't remember the exact time I got the Blu-ray, but... Uh, Do you
1: remember what you were wearing? What song <laughs> was playing overhead?
0: If anything, I was wearing that 49ers uh, Belichick-style sweatshirt, I'm pretty sure, because I wore that almost every day. Yeah.
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Dan's like, I want to buy this movie. And they're like, do you want your sleeves? And some guy behind them just got scissors.
0: Well, no, I don't want the sleeves because I want to watch this movie while I'm shooting up, you know. Jesus
1: Christ. You're going to get an infection.
0: I had to get one joke in. I had to get one joke in, given this movie.
1: (laughs) You're going to get an infection.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And then we're going to have
1: to cut off your arm. And then you're still going to have to churn lard or something one-handed
0: mashed potatoes what
1: (laughs) is that what that was what were they doing yeah they're turning mass they're turning
0: mass things of mashed potatoes
1: (laughs) okay okay i i just looked at that and i was like is this like do you remember sticky tack when we were in like elementary school
0: was that was that the thing before the uh the the hook stickums like that we uh that we use now to hang stuff on
1: yeah like it'd, it'd usually be like like, your teacher would have, like, a like a thing of, like, putty, and it was tacky, and you'd put it on the back of posters and pin it to, like, dry dry erase boards.
0: <laughs> oh, and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And if you let it, like, stay for too long, like, the entire year, it got rock hard, and it was, like, cement. Um, yeah. But that's, I was like, what are they, tr- is it, the, are they churning sticky tack? Like, what are they doing?
0: Yeah, no, it was, um. Uh, or at least I thought I heard them say it was mashed potatoes during that insane montage but uh but no anyway uh
1: were they doing the mashed potato <laughs>
0: uh but no I wanted to say uh just like
1: when I was doing the wobble
0: I wanted to say like uh as you were saying uh my my arm's going to go gang green uh you know if I don't if I don't uh if I don't inject it you know I'm just going to snort it so
1: so Is Jared Leto so method that he told them to cut off his arm? (laughs) Like, he's like, he's like, nah, man, I'll be fine for the rest of my life. And they're like, uh, we can do a prosthetic. And they're like, no, real.
0: I got, I got interesting trivia about how method Jared Leto went with this. Even back in 2000, like this is how method, like he's been method like his entire career.
1: So I I got married on Saturday. I watched this Tuesday night with my now wife, Kelsey, and uh, wouldn't that be weird if I said a name that no one's ever heard on here? Um, but <laughs> With
0: my now wife, Natasha.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we watched this and we watched a little bit of it. And I was like, do you see that guy right there? And she goes, yeah. And I was like, that guy played the worst rendition of the Joker of all time. And she goes, "No." And I was like, "That's Jared Leto." And I'm and I was like, "He's also in a band. I think it's 30 Seconds to Mars or something." And she's like, "Yeah, 30
0: Seconds to Mars." <laughs> I and love that goes, band. She goes
1: <laughs> She goes, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, and that's him." And I was just sitting there and I was like, "Oh, Jared Leto before you just went as strange as you possibly could while being while being super method, now you were just method." You weren't method and on, like, super-duper method and, like, on meth and sending people condoms.
0: Uh, you could say that he was, instead of method, heroined for this movie.
1: Was he actually on heroin? No, no, oh.
0: let's <laughs> just make a joke.
1: <laughs> but dude, it's not—it's not just heroin. Like they do cocaine, they do uh, prescription drugs, they do heroin. Like they—they ki- they smoke weed. They kind of run the game, but they re- really—the only thing they don't do is like hardcore psychedelics.
0: Right. There's like um, mushrooms
1: or uh, anything like that.
0: Yeah, and the fact that none of it is actually said—I actually want to talk about with you, among other one, things. One, um, thing wanna,
1: one thing I want to—One thing I want to point out because I think. I think the time frame this movie came out had a lot to do with the drugs that they take. I don't really see them take like ecstasy or anything like that, but given the type of music that they listen to and the type of music that's played throughout the movie and the type and the types of drugs that they do actually do, they do a lot of like really hardcore raver drugs in the movie.
0: It's all um well like Jared said in the movie, like when he confronts Ellen about um the, the the diet pills, he just accuses her of taking uppers, and that's really like, but cocaine, heroin, they're all uppers, like,
1: well, yeah, or at least is, to my like, knowledge. She is on like, uppers because she can't sit still. Like, right. Let alone, not alone not just the grinding teeth thing, like they show her in, an, in her apartment and she's just like, I know what I should do. I should get up and walk into my bedroom and pull a dresser drawer out and then fix it, but nothing's wrong.
0: Right. Right. Here, real quick before we get into more of the nitty-gritty of it. Uh, <laughs> let me finish my hot take real quick. Uh, <laughs> like I said, I... I know I watched it before, but this was more or less, like, in the current emotional and mental state I'm in right now. I repressed so much of this movie that this was more or less my first time watching it. Like, there was a couple movies we've had in the show where I know I saw it before, but, yeah, I just forgot pretty much all of it in the meantime. But, uh... Like you, I'm also giving this movie sprinkles, dousing it in sprinkles. Did it we is, do a rundown of our ratings? I can't remember.
1: It was uh, Sorry, it was a long weekend.
0: <laughs> on our rating scale, uh, uh, a contender for best of the best of the year, if not a basically perfect movie, is a movie so good, you do not uh, just get a brownie. You get icing, sprinkles, and all the fixings on top. A pretty good movie overall is a full pan of brownies. A so-so whatever 50-50 is a half pan of brownies. A... Movie that maybe's got one good thing going for it is a single brownie, and then a pretty bad movie overall that could be a contender for worst of the year is a movie so bad that you do not just get uh you don't get a brownie, sorry. <laughs> that you don't even get a brownie, you get a cookie full of raisins. Uh both of us give Requiem for a Dream a full pan of brownies with sprinkles. Uh like you were saying, I'll just I'm more or less mimicking what you're saying. This movie is
1: and they're not pot brownies no (laughs) given this movie's content
0: (laughs) i find this movie to be absolutely remarkable it is just it is so emotionally effective and it's just so shocking even still we're watching this 20 years later it's still shocking i cried when the movie was over uh The performances are amazing top to bottom the cinematography the editing the the score the way they all coalesce together like this was young darren aronofsky like i i kept thinking about the other movies that he's made like black swan wrestler mother i could see traces of all those movies in this one and so like i was taken aback by that just like oh my god this is this is like where you started like I'm so glad that somebody saw this and said, Hey, this guy is worth investing in. And he went on to create all the movies that he did after this. Cause like, this is not an accessible movie. Like, uh, I mentioned last week that *Tenet* is Christopher Nolan's least accessible movie. Tenet is one of the easiest movies that you could watch compared to this one. Like (laughs) this movie is not for the faint of heart. It's, it's, it's so aggressive in its message and its themes and what it wants to say that, as uncomfortable as i was watching the movie i i just i couldn't take my eyes away and it 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 just it's hard for me to imagine somebody not being emotionally touched by this movie just from the sheer visuals uh the psychology of like what all the characters are going through like if you just watch this on a, a superficial level i feel like you're still going to be just as affected as somebody that wants to actually like Analyze every single character like a normal Character study film and it's Can you imagine
1: the dick that would sit there and like Not feel anything watching this movie
0: Dude there was a guy When I saw Mother like he was just like A beach bum with long blonde hair and Shorts and a tank top and when The movie was done he was just like Well that was effing dumb
1: Yeah but he was high
0: Yeah like (laughs) The irony of watching this movie high Like (laughs) How funny would that be
1: so what is the movie that came out where these two people are high and they're laying in bed and then they're like baby crawls on the ceiling and its head turns around 180 degrees and it starts talking to him? Oh, oh,
0: man. Uh, I, I'm drawing a blank. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I thought you were gonna, I thought you were talking about uh, the, the Lars Venture film for a second uh, Antichrist. But instead of that baby's head turning around 180 degrees, it was the baby that falls out the window.
1: <laughs> Hang on a second, I'm gonna look it up. Baby the... <laughs> on ceiling. The Exorcist?
0: One of the Exorcist sequels?
1: Train spotting. Oh!
0: I actually wanted to ask you if you've actually seen that movie. Like, speaking of uh, drug addiction No, I,
1: I, I've heard what it's. I've heard what it's about. I know it's very similar to this movie about how drugs ruin these people's lives. Can you imagine watching those two movies back to back? Just like right. this woman got attacked I, by a fridge. Their baby is the Exorcist.
0: <laughs> I actually want. Like I said, I wanted to actually ask you if you've seen that before because it does. It does tackle the same topic, but like. Uh, I mean, it's 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 a Danny Boyle film that's set in England. It's not it it's a lot of it is superficially different than this movie, but so I, haven't seen, I haven't seen I haven't seen Train Spotting. Teeth.
1: Do you hear what I said?
0: Uh, no, I was just saying I hadn't seen Train Spotting.
1: So the people start with messed up teeth.
0: <laughs> oh, no one's head actually ends up. No one's head actually ends up in a toilet in this movie, unlike Train Spotting. I do know that happens
1: whose head winds up in a toilet
0: oh dude one of the only scenes of train spotting i've seen is uh this oh wh- i
1: was thinking you were talking about this movie i was like no marion was in a bathtub
0: no there's a scene in train spotting where Ian mcgregor's head ends up in a toilet and then like he kind of gets like sucked you and it. mcgregor's
1: in train spotting dude he's the main character we What's gotta that- watch this where where is it streaming
0: Dude, I am hundred percent down for watching Train Spotting. Like, I mean, maybe not necessarily <laughs> next week. Next, <laughs> We're gonna uh, get it, bummed out. Uh, not necessarily next week, but <laughs> we need, I need a week to kind of relax <laughs> after this movie.
1: Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, uh
0: well, you're looking it
1: up. <laughs> I'm getting like a. Oh, I found it. It's on a uh, CBS. And it's on Amazon, Fandango, Voodoo, Redbox, and Apple TV.
0: Oh, I was going to say uh, anywhere for free, but... Um.
1: So, real quick before we dive in, um, obviously it's been talked about before. I got married, and that's why last week we didn't have the show. Um, with, uh, basically the way it worked was... We got a bunch of gift cards to Target because we were registered there. Turns out pretty much everything on the registry was bought and I also did not really ask for anything on the registry. Like we actually got told multiple times by multiple people like um nothing looks like it's like something Nick wants. <laughs> They're like what does Nick want? So we got a bunch of gift cards and we went we went to we went to Target and I got my thing for the wedding which was a 70 inch 4k capable lgtv um so this was one of the first things i watched on it <laughs> was this movie where these people take drugs their pupils expand and then a woman gets attacked by a fridge and this guy's arm gets cut off oh um, I,
0: I applaud you i i applaud you that, th- that you you didn't christen this movie uh, your TV with this movie but i i applaud that this is one of the first movies that you watched on it
1: <laughs> primal was the first movie i watched on it um <laughs> right right <laughs> but, one of,
0: like i said one of the first movies
1: <laughs> but you know this movie was 20 years old and something i really want to put or point out is the detail to the visuals uh watching it in 2020 i granted I know it's massively upscaled uh, they didn't have an HD version of the movie back then, but, you know. Well, they shot it on I film, watched. Like I Lee. watched the standard Blu-ray, not a 4K Blu-ray, but it was on a 4K TV, so it played the Blu-ray a little clearer. But they... This movie has a style, and it obviously is shown in the visuals a lot, but they pay a lot of attention to the visuals, like showing a close-up of someone's eye to show the pupil get big and then show all the blood vessels in their eye. Showing all the... Uh, showing the blood rush through someone's veins, and um, all the way that the powder kind of poofs when it hits a when it hits something. It's very interesting. Uh, the The use of lighting, especially in um, I don't remember the lady's name, but the mom's apartment. Um, the use of lighting, especially in there when she's going nuts, is really really good. Uh, really, the flickering of the lights. The use of dark shadows, um, and then also making it look like a set that was taken apart so that she can sh- uh, show up and appear on a game show is really good. Um, I think, I think the one aspect that didn't pay attention to details like that. Uh, actually, I take that back. Never mind. Marion, Marion, they they have a lot of the distress on her face, so they make sure to show her face a lot. Like, what are you gonna do to get drugs? I'm going to suck on a wiener. Now what are you going to do to get drugs? (laughs) I'm going to go ass to ass. What? Yeah. And then she gets drugs. And then, um, what is it? Is it T? Is that, is that what the Wayans brother's name is? Tyrone. Tyrone. I really like, um, a lot of the stuff they show him go through has like everything be pulled away from the camera with him to show his distancing from his actual situation to what he's striving for, which is, like, to ha- make his mother proud and to be in, like, this kind of uh, happy memory he has. So I really like the visual. Like, this movie is this obviously very artistic. Like, this is one of the more artistic movies that you will hear me say is really good. Um, <laughs>
0: one of the only award I, contenders you actually like. <laughs> yeah, and, and trust
1: me, I get it. I, I, I get why it's very good. But I do want to really point that out, that – the visuals in this movie, um, you know, i I watched it. I watched a Blu ray of it twenty years later, and I'm just like, man, I can't imagine like, you don't have the capability of getting this detail back in the '90s or early 2000s, but you have to sit there and be like, trust me, it matters.
0: Oh, dude, I I feel like I've said it to you before, off mic. That older movies look so much better on Blu ray and in 4K. I mean, I've not that much experience in 4K, but the fact that we can enhance like. What Criterion does specifically, and uh, to uh, another extent, what your Sleepaway Camp was, because they remastered that too. It's 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 different when you can scan a film negative and clean it up digitally, frame by frame, and uh, color correct it. Uh, have the DP of the movie, if he's still alive, supervise to make sure it looks all right and stuff. Like, it's it's incredible how beautiful movies that are older than like 2007 look now and you can finally now appreciate all the detail that goes into it like like what you were saying like darren aronofsky in this movie strictly from a cinematography standpoint does so such a phenomenal job of making every single frame of this movie we've even seen
1: we've even seen why doing that back then mattered pretty recently with sleepaway camp like yeah, back in the '80s, you weren't going to be able to tell whose silhouette that was in the door, but you put an ounce of cleaning up of that uh, that shot, you can clearly see it's the boy and not and not the girl.
0: Right, right, exactly. Um, the uh, but like for this movie specifically, like uh, I I just streamed it. I was lazy and didn't grab my Blu-ray because I have HBO, but uh, I still got to see it in 1080p at least. But. Uh, what I was saying was, like, strictly from a cinematography standpoint, something I love about this movie is that virtually every single shot of this movie is so meticulously staged for a specific feeling or a specific reason. And uh, this was shot by his longtime collab- uh, collaborator, uh, collabler. Matthew Loveteek. Sounds like uh,
1: a Pokemon. I send out Graveler. I send out Collabler. <laughs> Uh, but use but, uh, tackle.
0: <laughs> but no, Matthew it's super
1: effective.
0: <laughs> Matthew has shot a lot of uh of uh Darren's movies. Same with the, the 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 composer, but we'll talk about the music later. Uh but what Matthew does with him is that like as frenetic as the editing is uh in the movie, every single shot between like the the insane amount of cuts that are in there is so deliberate. Like, I noticed very, at the very beginning of the movie, uh, whenever they're doing the drugs, he wanted to frame every single specific, like, it's the drug, it's in the blood, or, uh, I'm getting the the order mixed up, but, like, it's the drug, it's in the spoon, it's the lighter doing the click, it's melting the stuff on the spoon, it's the blood, it's the eyes, like, it's so quickly cut. And then they relax for a minute, and they fade to white. And then, like, sometimes there's like quick time, like, the shot is steady or slowly zooming out or slowly panning left or right. And then it's like in sped up time.
1: And just like little. I, I, liked, I liked the use of the two shots that he had, too, where it was like a split screen, even though the people were laying right next to each other. Or when, uh, at the very beginning of the movie, when they're stealing the mom's TV so they can huck it for, uh, dope money. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. There, it, it's,
0: it's adding that, uh, Like, he very
1: easily could have just taken out, like, part of the wall and been like, oh, yeah, we're just filming, like, there's, like, a wall in between them, and they're talking, like, no, 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 I'm gonna take the time and effort to just put two cameras in this shot.
0: Uh, trivia about that specific scene in the beginning when he's taking the TV, they actually filmed that simultaneously, but they were on two separate, like, way far apart parts of the soundstage, like, the door that she goes into... Yeah, she actually ran to a separate part of the stage where another camera was set up.
1: And well, what about what about the guy? Speaking of that scene, what about the guy that they sell the TV to? That uh, did a bell go off in your head of who that was?
0: Yeah, that was Salamanca. Yeah,
1: yeah. that was part that was part of my
0: notes. Was that was Salamanca but, from uh, Breaking Bad?
1: But most <laughs> importantly, he's Ace Ventura's landlord in the first Ace Ventura movie.
0: Oh, no kidding! Seriously, and.
1: And the reason I know that is the first time I showed my dad is either Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul, and that guy showed up. He goes, Hey, it's Ace Mature's landlord. And I was like, <laughs> Is it really? And he goes, he goes, Yeah, look that guy up. That's him. <laughs> oh, that's so
0: funny. Uh, <laughs> that actually is really funny. Uh, but uh but back to what I was saying, like the, the short end of like the ramble I'm going on is that like every single shot and progressively throughout the rest of the film. Whether it's the Snorri Cam rig, which I actually just sent you a picture of on our messenger, so if you want to pull that up real quick and take a look, you'll see Jennifer Connelly snor- in the rig. Said Snorri
1: Cam is how it's pronounced.
0: The what? How do you pronounce it? Snorri rig.
1: Yeah, I was talking about this rig in another movie where like it's on them in the front as they're walking around and running, and it isolates to like their chest and shoulders. Yeah, pull
0: up the pull up the picture I just sent you, and you'll see. Yes, like I saw. Okay. Yeah, they use that so much throughout this movie, but what I'm trying to say is, like, whether it's the 24 split-screen, or the frenetic cutting, or the story cam, or the extreme close-ups, or the ultra-wide fisheye lens, like when Ellen Burstyn is in the hospital, which was the scene that disturbed me the most in the movie, frankly, uh, every single shot of this movie is to keep you on edge and distort your reality And how intense every camera angle is or how frequently the cuts are in the movie between, the again, the editing and the way Matthew shot this movie just slowly progresses as they get more messed up and delusional on these drugs. And it just, it complements what the story is doing so beautifully well. I just, I cannot sing enough praises about how technically uh well shot and edited all the footage of this movie is. It's it's it really I don't know, it's kind of astounding really.
1: It you know, it, something else too is um the story is I, I don't think there ever is a high point. Like the highest point is when he's stealing the T V for his it's mom the, so he can get drug money. Like that's yeah, the it's right there in the, point the very any beginning character yeah. reaches in the movie. So it's a very tragic story Filmed in a very art artistic way. Like, out of, out of all the characters, the best thing to happen to any of them is when uh, the mother is told she's going to be on TV. Like, that's the best moment in the movie, is getting a phone call that lasts four seconds.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say the best moment in the movie is when uh, Marlon Wayans ends up going to jail. But at least he has a shot of getting his life back together. <laughs> well... I mean... Because really, at the end of the day, like, he's got the best outcome versus anyone else in the movie.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Marion... Look, she's... She's, she's in a psych in ward. Sp- no, that's the... Mo- no, no, Marion, not the mother.
0: Oh, oh, sorry. Jennifer's character. Yeah, yeah.
1: Marion really has the best chance because she's not in what? jail. Well, here's the thing. She's not in jail and she can turn her life around.
0: She's beholden to this guy that she's now a prostitute for. She could stop. The last shot of the movie is her cradling a bag of heroin because that's all she can live for. What kind of hope does she have?
1: She could stop. I'm not saying it's likely. She
0: clearly can't.
1: (laughs) I'm not saying it's likely. I'm saying she could stop. Because I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Her and Marlon could turn their lives around. Marlon at least least she's not in jail like Marlon.
0: Oh,
1: my God. Oh Marlon, what's funny, too, Marlon, like, <laughs> tons of bad stuff happens to him. He, oh, look, man, you got a white driver. <laughs> the guy gets shot right in his face. Oh, my God. Um, that
0: scared the crap out of me when that happened. I completely forgot that happened, too.
1: <laughs> so I just remember sitting there and I was like, where's the scene where someone gets shot in front of him and he runs out of a car? And then, like, four seconds later, the guy gets shot. And I was like, oh, it's now. And then
0: him running was also snorry cam. Like, you yeah. notice, like, the camera fixed It's in a
1: lot him. of this movie, honestly. Um, I think the
0: most effective use of the snorry cam, honestly, was when, uh, right after uh, Marion uh, prostitutes herself for the first time, and she's in the elevator, and then after the elevator, it's in the rain, and, like, she collapses, like, into the camera, and the rain's pouring, like, onto the camera. I, ugh, that shot was, ugh, that shot really shook me, too.
1: So, but wh- but what I'm getting at is, So, he has the most screwed up stuff happen to him, but at the same time, he kind of has his life together the most, really. He doesn't seem all that strung out. Like, the only times you really hear him mention, like, hey, we should get high and it's a bad idea is when he's like, well, what if we test the stuff? Like, okay, like, granted, don't do that, but um, it's not like Marion where it's like, I'm going to do ass to ass to get drugs or the one guy who like, who's like, Hey, I've got a pretty severe infection in my arm, but I'm going to keep sticking needles in that. Or the old lady who's like in a psych ward by the end of the movie. And is just so desperate for love and attention. She'll give it to pretty much anyone that will say hi to her. Um, right.
0: Let me, let me propose this and agree with you at the same time. I think Marlon Wayne's character has the most pure intentions uh, in terms of the younger characters, I want to make a specific argument has, for Ellen. He has the out- most.
1: He has the most pure intentions of a guy who's willing to sell drugs to people.
0: Well, he there are elements that he wants to, um, and this kind of ties into the novel. Even though the the I haven't read it, but I read a little bit about uh, how it deviated from the novel. In the novel, everybody that's not Ellen Burson's character is teenagers. And the executives that were funding the movie said, oh, dear God, these cannot be teenagers or we're not going to pay for this movie. So, Dar- so Darren said, okay, they they won't be teenagers. They'll be, like, early or mid-20s. So, and I think that's a great idea, by the way. I'm glad this wasn't teenagers.
1: <laughs> so I know that um, where, it, like... That This movie is supposed to be serious, but I think a really interesting idea, and I know that we're going to do a recasting thing later with Nicolas Cage, but something interesting would be recasting drug dealers in this movie with drug dealers from other movies, like Saul from Pineapple Express, <laughs> <laughs> or, you know what I mean, like, take funny drug dealer characters in other movies and put them in this. I think it'd be interesting, but... Um,
0: maybe for a, Maybe for a goof, but...
1: Who do you think... I- who do you think is the most tragic of the four characters in this movie
0: oh I uh, hold on, I didn't I didn't finish my thought on like uh, I didn't finish my thought about the uh, about uh all the other characters like in terms of like uh, where they're coming from, from a moral standpoint I do have an answer for that question though who's the most tragic because I think it's pretty obvious but uh, oh they need
1: to replace shooter McGavin the actor that plays shooter McGAvin's character in this movie with shooter McGavin yeah <laughs> Like, just be like, you're going to be Shooter McGavin, uh, and you're selling stuff on, on TV because you're a hack golfer. Go. Okay. <laughs> well,
0: well, okay, here, let me say this Make now. out with this old lady. <laughs> let me say this now. Marlon is trying to get out of this kind of ghetto that he's now living in and go back to a place where he feels the same love that he had for his mom. Where in the novel... Uh, he's much younger, and he wants to get his himself and his family out of, like, the ghetto. Like, so it's kind of like, if that happened, but, like, much older. So, like, it's still that same mentality of, like, I want to get out of here, out of this Coney Island ghetto, and, like, find a better place. Jared just... It's not said explicitly, but there is this void that is there from the husband dying of Ellen's character... That he's now you trying know to he fill. Could fill
1: up with fill up that void with <laughs> and score some drugs is a dildo. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, but like, so he's trying to like do that. And then he's also got his girlfriend, the girlfriend. I don't know, the girlfriend really is the only one that doesn't really have that big of a moral standpoint, other than like, she wants to feel this sense of independence that she doesn't have from growing up in in this, uh, not entitled, but like this privileged family. She feels guilty for having this privileged
1: family. She's the worst character in the movie. Like, not the worst written, but like, just the one where it's like... Oh no,
0: I I get what you're saying. Yeah, she's... You're kind
1: of the biggest prick in this whole movie. Including the guy that shoots a guy in the face. you're, You're
0: privileged. You're guilty of your privilege, which I can empathize with. Like, you're guilty of the privilege that you came up in, but because of that guilt you're enabling your boyfriend who is going to bang you all the time into doing this because oh it makes me
1: feel like more of a normal like person he's, he's like he's got his mind open to the world and he's just he's on such another plane it's fantastic he has crabs that's what he is he is crab man
0: they even say right right on early in the movie like when they're on the roof like well I have, he's
1: like I have crabs
0: Well, no, he's like, well, what are you, well, what are you worried about? Like, why'd you run away? You have everything you need in the world. And she's, and she says outright, like, it's not about the money. I don't care about the money. Like, I care about the drugs. (laughs) Um, so then our fourth character, Ellen Burstyn, Jared Leto's mom, she's obviously dealing with, uh, the loss of, uh, her husband. And And she's she's not
1: dealing with it well.
0: She's obsessed with this television show, and... uh, We got a winner. We got a winner. And she gets this letter that says that she could
1: be on the TV show. Juice by Sarah. Juice by Sarah. (laughs) Feed me, Sarah. Feed me, Sarah. (laughs) So, did you stream this, or do you own this Blu-ray? I own it, but I streamed it for this viewing. I love that the menu for this just looks like that crappy, like, final screen on an old television, like, three payments of 1999 tv ad and they just oh seriously they just keep playing shooter mcgavin's parts over and over i'm like this has no impact on the movie it like means nothing and they're like this is our menu
0: oh honestly that's kind of awesome like that kind of makes me wish i put the blu-ray in just to see that that's kind of (laughs) awesome
1: but uh, did you um do you did you look at speaking of uh tv stuff did you look at the mom's setup when Jared Leto buys her the new, like, home theater and be like, did they get this from the set of uh, Cable Guy?
0: Yes, that's what I thought, too.
1: Yeah, I was, exactly like, I was like, like, like the that's cable the guy same, TV.
0: I was like, that's the same
1: speakers and TV.
0: It's got the like the mixer in the glass box with the tower speakers and then the 32 inch TV on top. Yeah. Like
1: <laughs> Remember when 32 inch TVs were that size?
0: Oh, dude, I mourned when my parents 32 inch TV died. Like, cause they had that for like over 20 years. Yeah.
1: Dan, Dan's, Dan's just sitting there crying and Rachel comes downstairs. She's like, what are you crying about? And he's like, the TV died. And She's like, we can go outside. And he's like,
0: I don't like outside. We watched Rugrats on this. We watched 9-11 on this. Like,
1: uh, maybe don't mourn the fact. <laughs> maybe don't sound like you're mourning that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, watched, yes, I mean, yes, we I mean, yes, so much
0: history. We want so much history mourn, on that more
1: 9-11. Don't mourn that you watched it on that TV. Um,
0: I mourned that I, I, I grew up in front of that television. That's what I was mourning.
1: It's pathetic.
0: If that TV um, could talk, it would be like, oh, I remember when you were this tall, like your, like your great grandma, whatever. Like,
1: <laughs> how did you date more people than I did? Um <laughs> <laughs> Um,
0: can I answer your question that about the, the saddest that character in this movie girl, now?
1: <laughs> is that TV the one that you showed that girl Clockwork Orange on?
0: No, that was at her house. That was at Did her house. Did you take house. it with
1: you? You're like, you got it no. on this TV.
0: Yeah, with a chain and the furnace connected to it. <laughs> ma,
1: how come you gotta make me feel bad for stealing from my own Ma? Hey, Ma! Like, I'm not kidding you. When <laughs> someone said Ma, I fully expected some lady to walk in with a like a uh, big pot of like pasta sauce. <laughs> hey, what? No effing Z D? Like, <laughs> I'm sitting. I'm sitting here alone. My son's gone. And, uh, well, maybe you can settle down i mean nice. Girls start having babies. I did. Ooh! I was like, "Ew, Grandma, lady."
0: Hey, don't touch my hair! Oh,
1: <laughs> God, dude. So, at the some the most point- tragic
0: character of this movie. I want to answer that question.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say because after that, I have another question. <laughs> it's easily
0: it's easily the character i was just finishing describing her backstory towards it's ellen i felt so uh, because well especially because you see like her using drugs the most in this movie that was something else i forgot was that you you see everybody use drugs but in terms of like prolonged use you see her literally start to finish you even see like oh well these pills aren't working doctor and i i don't feel right and he's just like oh well just Get this prescription filled. And then she decides, oh, well, instead of this one drug at lunch and one drug at dinner, what if I just take all of them at once throughout the day? And, like, for lunch
1: work. and dinner. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> that's my lunch and dinner is just these pills. Right, think, exactly. So I actually have a question for you about her. Do you think that her mental state was all there before she got on the drugs?
0: N- I think one could no. One could argue that it wasn't because of dealing with the trauma of losing your husband after however many years it yeah. was it had to have at least been 30 like at, I, at minimum I think, 30
1: i think she had some sort of depression already
0: yeah because well that's a great argument because you could all you you could present evidence that like hey when she gets when she thinks about the show before she gets the letter or after she gets the letter sorry after she gets the letter she wants to look great On TV, when did she last look great in her life and feel great? Or think (laughs) that she looked great. Yeah, look good, feel good, pay good, live good. Like, (laughs) it was at his high school graduation, Jared Leto's high school graduation. Which, by the way, I love in the picture,
1: she's the only one that looks happy. The dad looks moderately disappointed that he didn't get honors, and then Jared Leto's like, I don't know what to do with my life.
0: Yeah, and he's, like, holding his arm, which is another indicator, like, a nice subtle visual indicator, like, that he's holding his arm that we end up seeing him get, amputated later in the movie but um but yeah so she looks at that and it's like oh my god i my life can't be fulfilled until i get into that dress like the fact that it's visually cued that early in the movie no that that honestly is a great case for oh she was already unstable uh so you could also say that this movie is a great critique about uh the pharmaceutical industry because Do you remember how nonchalantly every single time a doctor is on screen except for the last 10 minutes of the movie where they're all just like, well, I can help you lose weight. Just take this. Oh, you feel bad? Take this. Like, it's like even the doctor that does the electrotherapy. It's
1: like like the the joke you hear from comedians when they talk about getting a weed card. They're like, you just have to go to a place and that's it. And (laughs) even the you don't have to have symptoms or describe anything. It's just like, yeah, cool. Here's your card. Like.
0: Even the doctor that does the electrotherapy, I just watched the scene again uh, Christ, before we taped. Christ, man.
1: That, dude, I don't even understand how they can legally get away with that because you're saying that this woman is checked into a mental hospital. She, therefore, is mentally incapacitated. How on earth can she sign a form allowing that?
0: There are, there are legal precedences where, like, if somebody is mentally incapacitated, somebody is the, uh, uh, what's the right word for it? The, uh, the, the legal, uh, um, uh, not the, legal uh,
1: guardian. It's, um, uh,
0: not right of attorney, right of, uh, yeah, it's right uh, of attorney. Is that what it's called? Right of attorney? Essentially. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, she didn't have a right of attorney. And did you notice that she wrote her signature backwards? Yeah. She wrote it from right to left instead of left to right. Like, oh my God. They completely electrocuted her, a hundred, a hundred percent, illegally. Like,
1: <laughs> well, the other thing I love too is like the the scene where they're feeding her and the guys just like talking about like a fishing trip he went on, and then the one guy's like, "Swoo."
0: oh my god that was the last note i had of the movie i didn't have a i I didn't send you my notes for this one because i forgot to but the last note i wrote in the movie was when they're trying to put the 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 feeding tube in her nose and i type in all capital letters just sedate her like (laughs) dude like if she's putting up that big a fuss just sedate her like why are you trying to force her with her conscious and then just go well Well, that didn't work. Let's just go ahead and give you a ETC. Like,
1: (laughs) so you said something that's actually kind of funny because Kelsey, being the medical professional she is, (laughs) literally they pull like she knows. Did you have her watch
0: the last ten minutes of this movie? By the way,
1: (laughs) she watched the entire movie with me.
0: Oh dear God, I'm so sorry, Kelsey.
1: (laughs) So. So she so they get to that do they get to that point where they're about to shove like the the thing up her nose so that they can start like forcing her with a turkey baster and they pull it out Kelsey immediately <laughs> knows what it is and she goes you she goes Kelsey goes you don't do that while they're conscious <laughs> and then thank you say that. thank like, you yeah, Kelsey everyone's like knock her out
0: thank you so my note is valid why didn't they sedate her <laughs> Oh my god, can so, we talk about just, like, in general the last ten minutes of the movie? Like, I mean, we're we're clearly, like, 40 minutes into this review, not doing a scene-by-scene scene breakdown, but oh my god, the last ten minutes of this movie are horrific, dude.
1: A 100%. Uh.
0: Like, okay, so to set the scene, I, I, well, might as well set the scene with Jared Leto and Marlon Wayans going to Miami to try and buy the drug straight from the source, this is when we first see that Jared is Going gang green, so they stop at a hospital. Well, Marion is in New York, deciding, well, maybe prostituting's not that bad for drugs. And then we meet Keith David of all people, who's Big Tim, and he's like, "Hello, Maid Marion." And and then Ellen Burstyn is finally cracking, just going into the into the office in Manhattan after riding the subway. By the way, uh, going, I'm gonna be on TV. I'm gonna be on TV. And then she gets taken to the hospital. And then it's. I, I'll, I'll put it this way. The last time I felt this uncomfortable for the show was when I was in a pitch black theater watching the shark uh, movie 47 meters down 2 because I'm just generally like that uncomfortable watching a shark movie. This was that times 10. I was cringing in my seat the score was going like dun 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 and it's just frenetically cutting between like every single character having the horrific thing happen to them. And then when it crescendo is all like, I took a breath and I was like, Oh my
1: God, is this over yet? Like, <laughs> so, so I have, I have two questions. Um, out of, out of these two movies or out of a couple movies, what has the more, uh, Difficult to watch arm amputation scene. This or World War Z?
0: Oh, oh my God! I don't remember the World War Z one. Oh shoot!
1: I- the the lady with the shaved head gets bit by a zombie, and Brad Pitt just grabs a machete and hacks off her forearm to see if. Oh,
0: turn. I remember there was a lady with a shaved head. I don't remember her getting her arm cut off though. Shoot. It's been like seven years, or it's been like eight years since I've seen that movie, though. (laughs) Shoot, I thought you were gonna say a hundred. I thought you were gonna say one hundred (laughs) twenty-seven hours.
1: I have not seen that movie. Um, Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) okay. The other question I have is, in this movie, what was the best Olive Garden scene? Was it the scene where Marlon? What do you Wayans mean by se- what do you
0: mean by best? Like in what context do we mean best?
1: <laughs> is it the scene where Marlon Wayans is having sex with that one with his girlfriend, but it's spinning around so fast it's going to make you throw up? Is it the scene? <laughs> is it one of the scenes with uh, where uh, is or is it the scene where Marion on Keith David, or is it the ass to ass scene? Your thoughts.
0: I don't, I don't know what constitutes best in this. Like,
1: answer the question.
0: The only one I wasn't uncomfortable with, or the one I, or no, the one I was least uncomfortable with was the Marlon Wayans one, I guess, because like, the other I ones say, were. I would
1: say that that was the best one too, because it didn't leave me depressed.
0: Well, the other ones were just sad because, like, it's after Jared Leto like calls Marlon because Marlon said, "Well, he doesn't, he doesn't deal the pure, except." For so he's so after he has the argument when Jennifer is uh, going through withdrawals and it's just like, you
1: worthless junkie! And then he's I like love, I love when she's like, it's your fault we got high last night. It's like
0: Yeah, you were the one that pressured him in the first place. Yeah. Like <laughs> But God, that's what's so, that's as awful as her character is, I couldn't help but feel bad, like that she like this resentment that she had from growing up in privilege, like she allowed herself to be so hooked on love with this guy through the drugs that once the drugs went away, she thought the love went away. And she just, I can't feel like this anymore unless I I get the drugs, and the only way, conveniently, I'm gonna get drugs is if I, well love on the guy that's gonna give me money the old white guy that's gonna give me money or if i go sleep with big tim and then big tim's gonna get me in this giant eyes wide shut orgy party like good god dude that was so that was so sad
1: god dude that guy at that like sex party thing that they were like what do you want us to do next and he goes ass to ass i was like god you're such a creep like, mm, I'm
0: squir- oh, I'm squirming in my seat just you saying that. That was so disgusting. Just like his oh.
1: voice and the way he said it. And he's so mad if he's like, What do you do? Like, oh, that I, like,
0: was the only scene that got edited for uh, an R rating, by the way. Like,
1: like, watching that scene, I was just sitting there and I was like, You know what? If this guy, if this character has a heart attack in the scene, I'm not going to feel bad.
0: This movie was NC 17. Mm-hmm. And Darren Aronofsky fought and said, I cannot cut a single frame of this movie and, like, keep, maintain its Get integrity. Get my point across. But it turns out, <laughs> funny enough, the only thing that got cut was in the last montage where I think he cut two total seconds of Jennifer Connelly's, like, intercuts. Like, it was supposed to be just, like, a hair more graphic. And the runtime was virtually no different. And that's all that the difference was between the director's cut and this cut.
1: Dude, that's, that scene's so like hard to sit through because of everything that's going with then Like all the dudes are just like, God, you're creepy.
0: Well, it's not just that. Like, I mean, yeah, that's disturbing enough, but this is like when everything falls apart. She's getting electrocuted. Jennifer or Ellen's getting electrocuted. Jennifer's uh, in an orgy party. Marlon is throwing up from withdrawals. Jared gets his arm cut off because they can't save his gran- gangrene arm. Like, oh my god. I This makes me actually want to ask you a question that's been in the back of my mind. I wanted to save it for here near the tail end of the review. Did you actually look up what, like, literally Requiem for a Dream means? Like, just the title. What Requiem for a Dream means. No. Okay, I have it right here. Uh, know, on No, was my...
1: like a song.
0: yeah a Requiem is a song uh, or a gathering of people. I, okay, I don't have a Requiem, the word, right in front of me, but Requiem itself is more or less like what you were saying, like, a song mourning for the dead. Um, or, I think it was, like, a mass for honoring the dead. So, I, I, I looked up, I just straight up Googled, like, Requiem for a Dream Meaning, like, trying to find the title itself, after I looked up the word Requiem, and I don't have the author of this. It doesn't have an author specifically, but I love the way that this person surmised what it means. Quote, It is a story about the death of dreams and the alienation of people who could make you fulfill those dreams, hence aptly named Requiem for a Dream. This movie is literally the death of everybody's dreams. She wants to be on TV and feel like she's appreciated. She... Uh, the other girl wants to feel loved and feel independent, making her own way. The two guys want to feel fulfilled as like businessmen and that they made it their own way from the bottom, like using the drug money to make it out out of Coney Island. And then because they all use drugs to their own extent and their own drugs to their own ways, they're delusional from their dependency and think that they're getting closer to the finish line and then ultimately all their lives are ruined and that is the death of the dream and i ah chef's kiss ah oh, so beautiful
1: wouldn't it be funny if at the uh at the end of this movie um jared leto he's just like that when she's like don't worry we'll send for her she'll come for you and he's like no she won't if that nurse was like All right fine I'm trying to make you feel better but never mind and she's like walks up like gets real snippy with him and walks off <laughs> oh man Dude, what was the...
0: Uh, did you notice in that final last minute of the movie, too, that everybody leaned in a fetal position?
1: Yes. Yeah, I mean, Jared can everybody only do some... Everybody in so a fetal m- position in, in an area where they're trying to sleep.
0: Dude, I, I mean, I at first when I read that in the trivia, like, I thought about it, I was like, wait. And, and then I just watched the scene now and I see it now. Like, Jared can only do so much because his amputated arm is hooked to machines, but he does lean to his side... Jennifer does it on the couch, uh, Marlon does it in the prison bed, and then Ellen does it in her psych ward bed. And like, oh my God, the the the, the symbolism of that—that that like, they have all been broken I, to this point that they just want to go back into infancy and hit the restart button. Like, I like uh,
1: I like I like when uh, the mother's like, i am lost twenty five pounds, and then he's like, but at what cost, ma? And then I just love that she's like, I'm happy. I like the way people treat me. I would have laughed really hard if he's like, but ma, ma, but ma, like just stereotypical, (laughs) like, so,
0: oh, I forgot to mention before, like, I know you're going to ask the question, but, um, guess what the only Oscar nomination for this movie was score? No, it was best actress in a leading role for for Ellen Burstyn. That was the only Oscar nomination this movie got surprisingly.
1: Well, I think she did pretty good because when she pretends to be the person in the TV, it's nothing like what she's like outside the TV.
0: Oh, dude, when she has the monologue talking to Jared about like what it feels like to be old, that for me was like, oh, right. However, like I don't like whatever you do in the rest of the movie, I I, here's your Oscar nomination that that monologue she has about feeling old was so heartbreaking.
1: So who would you cast Nicolas Cage to be in this? Big
0: Tim. Sorry, Keith David. I, I I only see Nick Cage in the Big Tim role.
1: Oh, my man, Marion. I didn't take my penis out
0: to get fresh air. We're going to have a party later, uh, a couple days from now. And then she's like, oh, well, I, I'm i sorry. I'm busy. I'll see you on Sunday, Maid Marion. Like, <laughs> dude, the close... I- Imagine in the last minute of the movie, just like the close-up of his eyes, and then it cuts to his teeth, and then he just goes... It's
1: showtime made Marion. Like I'd I'd replace <laughs> the cop that confronts the mother at like the uh like at the building in New York.
0: Oh, at the TV studio?
1: Yeah. Or mm-hmm. one of the doctors.
0: Okay. Oh, what about the doctor that like okay, well I'm just gonna need your John Hancock here. Okay, that's perfect. Thank you, ma'am. And
1: then I'm gonna put <laughs> electrodes on your brain.
0: Or if, if he's the doctor in that in that scene where it's literally just one long take in the fisheye lens and the doctor comes in and is just like oh no you're fine Uh, just get this prescription filled
1: and she's (laughs) obviously tweaking
0: oh my god like like I said it earlier but like up until the last five minutes when madness like the that sequence of madness is happening like the way that the sound like would have like loud bumps like rear projected and she like Looks directly into the fisheye lens. It's just like, Doc, I'm not, <gasps> I'm, I'm not feeling okay. Like, I'm, I'm losing weight, but I, I don't feel okay. Like,
1: but the fridge is attacking me in my sleep.
0: If I have one critique, if I have one ex- extraordinarily minor critique, that refrigerator reminded me of the plant from, uh, little shop of horrors just a little bit (laughs) (laughs) just feed me instead of feed me sarah i just kept thinking feed me seymour outside of that i have nothing to complain about with this movie i i absolutely love this movie even though i have no reason to ever watch this again (laughs) so do
1: you think that they should show this in school to deter people from drugs I uh,
0: no, <laughs> absolutely not.
1: <laughs> Get your life together. You're either going to end up a crazy old lady with electrodes in her brain, a guy in prison, a guy without his arm, or doing ass-to-ass ass for heroin.
0: Oh, absolutely not. This movie should not be shown to high schoolers <laughs> at, at all.
1: Like, So you're saying middle schoolers?
0: Oh, middle schoolers, a hundred. Like, no, middle schoolers, like, if I had a middle schooler right now, I wouldn't even watch it with, like, sitting next to them on our couch at home. Like, Did you have the, to be... The
1: D.A.R.E. Dare program wishes it was this effective.
0: I, no, I don't think anybody under the age of 16 at the absolute youngest should see this movie. Like, literally 15, like, nope, sorry, this movie's too intense for you. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I don't know, like, I, unless I got to interview every single kid and, like, assess if they were mature enough to handle it, like, no, this movie should absolutely not be seen by anybody under, like, 16 or 17. It's just... No, it's, 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 it's a little much, I think.
1: But yeah, I got, I got nothing else on it.
0: Uh, that's the only thing I have on it. Um, oh, actually didn't tell you that, uh, the Jared Leto method thing. I can just say it real quick. Uh, What's that? Jared Leto, uh, said in an interview that he actually spent time in Brooklyn, like, going around the streets, finding, uh, well, finding addicts and like, sitting down with them talking to them and uh trying to get to know them like as people as his research to try and uh get into that mindset and uh
1: how many times did he get
0: robbed well i didn't <laughs> I didn't say that but uh and surely well actually i don't know if back then he would have had security but uh, there was another bit of trivia that said that like whenever he would uh have a needle like on camera it was just filled with water but he would still like inject himself with the water and he said Ugh. just doing that was traumatic enough like for him mentally like even in front of a camera that like it deterred him from having any inclination or thoughts as to like oh my god i i don't i don't know how people do this i i cannot fathom actually doing this in real life uh. Yeah, dude, he's method, dude.
1: <laughs> well, in a world where we've had to watch this movie, I just take comfort in knowing that I saw the Baby Yoda show trailer uh, this week.
0: Ooh, I actually I didn't watch that yet. I've managed to just not. I have no excuse. I just haven't watched it yet. I've just got other things going on. So <laughs> maybe Baby I'll watch Yoda.
1: Th- Baby Yoda is what has gotten me through this pandemic. <laughs>
0: And chicken nuggies.
1: (laughs) You know what's funny is I actually got chicken nuggies yesterday. (laughs) Oh, nice.
0: Eh, that's funny.
1: Uh, But, yeah, I got nothing else to to give on this movie.
0: Yeah, I don't don't have anything either. So, uh, I guess then with that, that that's our thoughts on Requiem for a Dream. We are going to take a very brief break and let you know what we got coming up next. We'll be right back. All right, everybody, thank you so much to Isla Marfin of Fugue for the bumper music before this episode started and before this little outro here. As well as Nick, thank you for providing your guitar riff that we use before your reviews every it's single week. <laughs> Fugue. <laughs> yes thank you as always uh next week we are going to just be streaming once again sorry guys we're holding out for just a little bit longer we're not gonna go back just yet because we have to stay home we were so excited when this trailer came out and the film dropped during i Mick's gotta wedding. i gotta
1: break in that tv i talked about man
0: yeah, it came out during Nick's wedding, so we couldn't talk about it last week while we had our hiatus. So, next week... I was week, too busy
1: wobbling. <laughs> if you ever get to see the video of that, I'm not ashamed.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I, I will share that eventually um, if listeners haven't seen it already. Um, <laughs> but, yes, uh, we we already had uh, this week's movie slated for our big comeback. So, next week, we are going to be watching the net flicks original film the devil all the time starring My
1: girl wants to devil all the time, all the, time. <laughs> the
0: film stars tom devil holland the time.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> jesus the film stars robert pattinson tom holland bill bill skarsgård riley keogh sebastian stand mio wasikowski and a whole slew of other people this cast is incredible We were so pumped for this one. Uh, We talked about the trailer a couple weeks ago. It dropped on Netflix on September 11th, but we will finally be reviewing it next week for you guys. Sorry for the delay on it if you were holding out for our thoughts on it, but now is the time. We will let you know our thoughts on that next week. Uh, For our second film, it's actually going to be my pick for the time machine. During quarantine, Granted, I... Granted, I, w-
1: I want you people to understand, I said my pick was Devil All the Time, so I still won. Yes,
0: yes. I, well, hey, I'm 100% watching Devil All the Time, too, because it's a new movie, and frankly, the trailer looked awesome. But uh, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so that Please aside... Please don't it... suck. <laughs> Please do not suck. Uh, the Rotten Tomato score was like 68 the last time I checked, so... Woof. I don't know. 50-50. We'll see. Uh, hopefully it's good, though. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we'll let you know our thoughts on the devil. Or <laughs> the devil inside. The devil all the time.
1: i are going to get on here like, I watched a movie we've already seen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, next week, though, for Art Time Machine, I am picking it exclusively. Uh, because I haven't been doing that that often. This quarantine that we've been going through. And guess what, people? It's a movie that I wanted to watch a couple months ago over the summer, but uh, thank you, Hulu. You pulled it the week that we wanted to watch it, so (laughs) it's right now on Netflix. It is the Hughes Brother film, Menace 2 Society. We're actually finally going to watch it because Netflix has it. I confirmed it's still going to be on there next week. We are finally going to be talking about it. Uh, for those of you longtime listeners that were hoping that we talk about it, we finally will. And yeah, uh, I've like I said before, when it got pulled, I wanted to watch this movie for a while now. I've never seen it before. Nick, you definitely haven't seen it before, right? No, I've never seen it. All right, word. Well, next week. Oh my god, next week is going to be a great week. Uh, between those two films, uh, especially because I'm super. <laughs> I'm particularly pumped for Menace, but uh, but yeah, no, we, like I said, we we did a whole part of Brownie Bites for the devil all the time, so it should be a great week for both of us and you all next week while we talk about these movies. Nick, let the listeners know where they can reach out to us on social media in the meantime
1: facebook brownie points guide to cinema instagram brownie underscore points underscore guide and twitter at brownie underscore cinema as well as brownie points guide to cinema at gmail.com make sure you send us brownie bites ideas whether they are topics to discuss countdowns to do or movie trailers you want us to discuss things like that as well as time machines to review and movies go out of our way to see whether they are streaming or in theaters um also send uh send us reviews on whatever format you're listening to us Uh, If we find some that we like, we're going to start reading them on the show, but that's the best way to help us grow is to give us reviews. And if you thought I was going to be rusty after a week off of not having to do this, you were very wrong.
0: Yes. And with that... Rattle that that off like a (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And with that, whether you are a first-time listener or a long-time listener, we will continue to be in your ears on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Anchor.com, and all of the other podcasting platforms out there for you i know a lot of foreign listeners use uh overcast so thank you as always everybody that does listen to us Uh, thank you for the feedback that we have had and uh you know i say this every week and i will continue to say this every week with everything that's going on in the world be kind be empathetic shut your mouths cover it with a mask open your ears that is the only way that we're gonna get through all of this. Every single thing is just be kind, be empathetic, wear your damn mask, wash your hands, and honestly, the world seems like it's going in the right direction. So let's keep it going in that direction, people. We can do it. We just gotta be, we just gotta be in it all together. So, with that, thank you for listening. We'll be it back next week again with the devil all the time and menace. To society, we'll see you
1: then. So, I didn't tell you, Dan, when I got my TV, like the dumbest thing that they advertised it came with. They were like, if you buy this TV, you get a $20 gift card to Target. And I was like, who (laughs) needs that? Who needs that to seal the deal? Like, (laughs) who's who's sitting there? First of all, it was on a pretty big sale. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. We were originally gonna wait till Black Friday and then use the gift cards. And then we looked it up, and I was like, actually, that's kind of what I was expecting to pay on it. And uh, Kelsey was like, well, I mean, the gift cards will take care of it, so we bought it. And they're like, you get a twenty dollars gift card with purchase. And I was like, what prick is sitting there at home? <laughs> and like, it fits all these details. They're like, I still need twenty dollars off. And then they're like, here's a twenty dollars gift card. And they're like, I got it. Like, who is that guy?
0: As long as you turned Auto Motion Plus off, that's all I care about. If so I go over I'm, I'm and actually, that's on, I'm going to be
1: furious. Here's the thing. I looked through the settings to turn Auto Motion Plus off, and I can't find it, but I haven't seen an issue. So I'm waiting for you to come over and take a look at our picture settings and tell me if I'm missing something.
0: I'm going to show up and watch two seconds of the movie that we watched together and go, oh, my God! And flip Tom, the table. Like. Tom, if you
1: hit that thing with a table, I swear to God. It will, it will be the end of the show. Not because I won't be speaking to you, but because you won't be speaking. And not because you're dead. I will rip your jaw off.
0: That's fair. That's fair. I will, I will control myself.
1: I'll be like, I activate my trap card called you don't have a bottom half of your head anymore. Uh, I, I activate pot of greed in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm waiting for when you come over to kind of take a look at it because I I looked I didn't see Auto Motion Plus but Tom Cruise is gonna show up and he's like What's wrong with your TV? And he starts running.
0: Oh my god, I'm so thankful that you watched that same video.
1: <laughs> you forced me to.
0: I know. I'm just saying. I'm glad you actually watched it. <laughs>
1: Juice by Sarah! Juice by Sarah! Juice by Sarah! (laughs) Feed me, Sarah! Feed me, Sarah!